Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I come to you today emotionally drained after re-watching season 7 pure episodes 1 and 2. I'm just exhausted from crying, but that is neither here nor there as we have a long way to go to get to those episodes, and today we are talking about Jal's episode, episode 3 of season 1. Also, I am going to omit the question and answer segment that I had tried to initiate the last episode because I still don't really know how Reddit works, and you're not really supposed to ask questions that aren't related to the topic of the subreddit, so... I'm going to work on revising that segment, but I appreciate everyone who's still giving feedback and still listening, and I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. So episode three, I was a little bit nervous to cover this one because I mostly remember this as being about Jal's family and her siblings, and as an only child, I was afraid I wouldn't have much to contribute to the conversation. Upon rewatching, I found that I actually have a lot of comments and can relate to the family dynamic somewhat in Jal's episode, so let's get into it. We open the episode and Jal is playing clarinet with this school band, which immediately made me think of a small anecdote that I'd like to share with you guys about the one time I tried to play an instrument in a college class. I was never in band in high school, and I'd love to hear your guys' stories about that just for fun, but um, I decided to take a saxophone lesson and had a professor who was equally eccentric, I would say, to Claire, who was the band instructor in Skins, except this guy would ask me things like if I'd ever tried acid and would warn me that weed would ruin my mind and told me to come party with him and his older friends who would really like me. So that did not end well and actually resulted in me getting banned from the music department after throwing a fit at the concert on stage and calling him out. But I digress. Just a fun little trip down memory lane. Claire is the instructor. She swears a lot. It's kind of the punchline of her character. And we also meet Doug, who is the principal played by Giles Thomas. I had to look this up because for some reason I thought he was the same as in the show Inbetweeners, but it's not the same guy. They just kind of look similarly British to me, I guess, and I thought they were the same person every time I've watched this show. Also, shout out to Inbetweeners. There is an episode, I think, in season two where we see Jay from Inbetweeners um, at Cassie's rehab, so I'll be really excited when that comes up because I love the Inbetweeners. <laughs> anyway, Jal is up for the Young Musician of the Year award, and so she's practicing, and then we cut to Tony and Michelle making out on the couch with Jal and Effie in front of them. We get some insight into Effie's character as she's not speaking to anyone, and Jal needs to go buy a dress for the Young Musician of the Year competition, but obviously Tony and Michelle are too busy fornicating upstairs. I hate that word. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
So Jal is left stranded until Sid shows up at the door and wants to hang out. He is so pathetic in this episode. There are so many times in my notes that I just wrote, Sid is so sad in all capital letters. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt last episode, but he's extra pathetic in this one. Chal basically says, I need you to go shopping with me. And Sid is like, over my cold dead body, will you drag me away from being the cuckold for Tony and Michelle? But... Jal convinces Sid to go shopping with her, and he helps her find a dress for the competition. There's one of the little Skins comedic relief scenes where he's helping her zip up her dress, and it sounds like they're having sex in the dressing room. This episode overall is a lot more lighthearted compared to Cassie's episode, which is just really heavy because she's so alienated from everyone, whereas Jal is very much part of the group and is really seen by everyone and is part of this tight-knit friend group where Cassie is a little more on the outside looking in. So Jal's episode is a lot of fun. Sid continues to mope over Michelle and Jal calls out that it's really obvious that he's pathetically in love with Michelle. Then we cut to Jal playing her clarinet at home, practicing, and getting drowned out by the sound of her brother's terrible hip-hop group that I had captions on and the lyrics were basically, fuck your feminism, we hate women, we love sexism, and that is definitely one of the biggest issues in Jal's family, I would say, is the obvious sexism and like favoritism towards the boys. Although her family is loving and close, there's definitely a lot of misogyny, and I would say that's one of the biggest obstacles she faces in her life. We get into this dynamic even more in depth in the next scene where we see Jal's dad sitting with a much younger woman on his lap, and we're told that Jal reminds her dad of her mom, who is now gone. We don't really get an explanation as to what happened to her mom, but obviously it's a touchy subject in the family, and I really feel for Jal because being surrounded by men is literally my worst nightmare in this life, especially feeling that my own womanhood and sexuality had to be suppressed at the risk of triggering my father and brothers. There's a lot of Oedipal complexes to be unpacked in her family, and it's really unfair because she is just a young woman who is trying to come into her own, and thank god she has this friend group because in her own family she must feel like such an outsider or even a burden sometimes as they're constantly putting the attention on her while also ignoring her achievements. It's really complex and rewatching it this time opened my eyes to how deep these issues go. In an effort to find a quiet place to practice her clarinet, Jal goes into the recording studio in their house as her dad is a famous rapper, hip-hop artist, as we learned in the previous scene. And this really triggers a lot of my memories growing up with friends whose parents owned record labels or were musicians. And 
It's kind of funny the sons being so bad at hip hop in this episode because that really rings true. A lot of famous musicians, children that have unfettered access to all the professional recording equipment, but they're just so untalented and it's really funny. And yes, I'm throwing some shade because I find it hilarious. Like just because your parents are talented and famous definitely doesn't mean that it's genetic. (laughs) But on the other hand, sometimes the kids do have a musical ability and Jal is an example of that. She's very talented And there's just an awkward moment where she sees her dad with the young girl friend lady in the studio, and it's just awkward. Jal is made to feel like an outsider in her family. And then we flash to the next morning at the breakfast table where the girlfriend is sitting in their mom's seat at the breakfast table, and we do see everyone bonding in the family the brothers kind of making fun of the girl and Jal joining in. So we do see there's this closeness. It's not the neglect or animosity of the other families that we've seen so far. And it leaves us wondering what happened to Jal's mom. We still don't have an answer. We just know that she's gone. We don't know if she left the family or if she's passed away or what. So we'll have to see about that in the future. We cut to the, I guess, headmistress, if that's the word, office, where they're talking about Jal's interviews for the competition. And the headmistress is saying, oh, talk about your handicaps, which is a little confusing. They're really trying to make her the voice for the school and put across some sort of propaganda message about the students overcoming obstacles or something. Doug is also in the office and they're just sort of coaching her for the interviews, which Jal does not seem interested in at all. There's a line where Doug says, oh yeah, for your interview for Channel 4, they're ironic, which I was wondering if that's a reference to the E4 channel, kind of like a breaking the fourth wall moment. Anyway, He also looks like John Krasinski to me in this scene. When people find Jim from The Office really attractive, I find that to be a red flag because I think he looks like Doug. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And again, I am very gay, so don't take my opinion on men too seriously. Jal is sitting with Michelle watching her TV interview where Jal is just answering no, no, no very flatly to all of the interviewer's questions. Put a pen in that for later conversations with Chris about Jal saying no to everything. Michelle is going to help Jal get ready for the competition because they decide that Jal's choice of dress is just too ugly and Michelle wants to help Jal be hot. And so that leads us into the next scene where we see the boys trying to get into a party. The boys are going back and forth with the doorman and trying to convince the guy to let them in but Jal eventually has to come out and let the guys in herself and she's wearing Michelle's dress and of course this is where 
Bristol's best award comes up for this episode is Jal in Michelle's dress. She looks absolutely fantastic compared to the frumpy brown dress that she picked out with Sid. This is a thousand times better. She's in this like sparkly little wispy black dress and all of the boys are just staring at her cleavage that is prominent in the dress and Jal looks super hot. I have to give her credit. She's feeling herself and everyone else is loving it. The drama in this episode starts to escalate at this point where we see Tony flirting with Abigail, the posh girl, who for some reason is at this party, probably at Tony's invitation, to be honest. He's very blatantly flirting with her in front of everyone. And we also see Sid being pathetic yet again, wishing that he could be with Michelle, moping around. Then Cassie shows up, and of course, my bias, I love Cassie, so I'm happy to see her. She brought Sid a pint of beer, and I mean, this is where we realize that this is such a teenage relationship, because as an adult, Sid's behavior would be so repellent, and he just takes the beer, chugs it, he's just burping, barely mutters out a thank you to Cassie. He's really showing no interest in her, and poor Cassie, I feel so sad for her in this. Jal's brothers get up to perform a song for everyone, and they're just so bad. They get booed off stage, which makes me really happy because at least we're not pretending that their music is really good. Like, that's the joke, is that they're terrible. So it makes me happy to watch them get booed. Then Jal's father's group performs. Her dad doesn't participate, but they have really good music, and everyone's dancing, and... Oh, it made me so nostalgic. I just want to be sweating, dancing in a club to some really good music right now. That really hit me in the heart. Sneaking away for a minute, Jal sees Tony and Abigail just fully making out. We'll see how that ties into later drama, but it's so gross. Tony, what the hell are you doing? But I guess that's just Tony being Tony, as he does. Earlier in the episode, Jal had been propositioned for a drink by a random guy at the party. We see him again, and he is really pushing for her to go out for a drink with him. So she decides, sure, why not? She's looking hot, feeling good. Why not go for a drink with this guy? And she decides to take Sid in tow as a security measure, which I don't know if I were picking someone as my security backup, if I would choose Sid of all people, but he's there, so it's better than nothing, I suppose. We find out that this was all a setup by the mad twatter. They get into the alley and are jumped basically for their money and Jal says she doesn't have any credit cards, so Mad takes her clarinet and smashes it against the wall. It's all very dramatic. Sid is just quivering, and obviously all of this is sort of on him, so he tries to offer up all his money, and one thing I really noted in this scene is that in a non-COVID era, Mad's 
talking and he's just spitting so much and even in the scene you can see Sid and Jal are disgusted by the spit that's just flying out of his mouth. It really stressed me out and I wish that he had a mask but it was a different time. Then we see Jal's family coming to her aid and showing that they really do care about her as they find them in the alley. At this point, Mad Twatter and his goons have dispersed, and Jal is just screaming for help. So her brothers think that Sid is attacking her, and they beat up Sid, push him into the garbage. It's just sort of Sid's luck in life that we're seeing. This is just sort of how things go for him. He's pretty pathetic, literally getting beat up for no reason. And then Jal sends her brothers after the actual goons. She calls Claire because obviously the performance is the next day and now she has no clarinet as it's been smashed to pieces. Claire is in bed with Doug and it's just so gross. I say what you will about sex positivity and ageism, but the two of these characters in bed together just icks me out and really made me feel like when you're a kid and you're like, ew, my parents are kissing, this is gross. Like, that is the exact feeling I had of just pure heebie-jeebies. We cut to Jal's dad on the phone with her brother and something is in the works. Jal is really sad because her clarinet's broken. Her dad is basically reassuring her brother and not her and she just feels ignored once again and undermined once again. So she kind of brings it up with her dad and is like, why do you just care about the boys? And why are my problems never important? Why does she have to be ignored just because she looks like her mom and it triggers everybody? It's not fair. And she has a very valid point. The way she's feeling and her perspective makes perfect sense. And her dad basically says, go clean your room. Of course, Jal is a little set back by this, and so she just goes and goes into her room, and to her surprise, she sees that her dad bought her a new clarinet, which is really thoughtful, and it shows that he was thinking about her. He has all these issues with expressing his love for her that are clearly tied into the issues with her mom, but he does at the end of the day pay attention to her and care about her and want the best for her. I think the man just truly needs a good therapist. I think that would help a lot, but he's just trying to push down all of his pain and it comes out as not being able to express his love for Jal in a clear communicative way. It's nice that he got her the clarinet. It also makes me wonder what all of the love languages of the characters on this show would be. I think at this point they're too young and immature to really have any love language, but it was just something I was thinking about. At last, it's time for the competition, and Jal is getting ready to go on stage and perform, and we see the cutscene of her dad in the car, and they're trailing after mad twatter they get him into the car i don't think we see mad twatter after this so it's implied that something happens to him and jal's family really took care of business with that 
I would love if the Skins YouTube channel released some like footage, unseen footage about what happened to Mad because that would be great. And we just see the car driving away with Mad Twatter screaming. The episode ends with Jal about to start playing her clarinet for the competition. And it's a really fun end to the episode. I really appreciate Jal as a character in this rewatch more than I did when I was younger. I didn't really connect with her, but now I can see a little bit of the relatable aspects of life in all of the main cast, and I really appreciate that. She is such a strong, badass, take-no-shit character, and I wish I had been more like that at her age, but I was more of the just depressed, insecure, hiding away type of person, and I really admire Jal for her strength and character. So as we conclude this episode, I want to thank you all for listening. I hope that you had a fun time sharing this journey with me today, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will be back next Friday with episode four, which is Chris, I believe. And make sure you follow the podcast at Oh Wow the Podcast on Instagram. Listen on Anchor and all of that good stuff, and I'll be posting on Reddit as well. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks. Bye.